Donald Trump is lashing out at the special counsel investigating his alleged 2020 federal election interference case. In social media posts and in a campaign speech last night, the former president says Jack Smith is trying to rob him of his First Amendment right to free speech. Smith's office is asking a U.S. District Court judge to impose a court order limiting what the former president can say in public about the case against him and the players involved. The Justice Department says the order is needed to protect the integrity of Trump's upcoming trial. CNN's Jessica Schneider has details. The special counsel's team is really laying out a long list of reasons why they want the judge to step in immediately and order Donald Trump to stop making statements, both online and in person, that could end up intimidating witnesses, court officials, or even the jury pool. The special counsel did reveal on Friday that numerous witnesses have faced threats and intimidation because of various statements from Donald Trump. So now they're asking the judge, Tanya Chutkin, to do something about Trump's words. And they're laying it out this way, saying the defendants repeated inflammatory public statements regarding the District of Columbia, the court, prosecutors, and potential witnesses are substantially likely to materially prejudice the jury pool, create fear among potential jurors, and result in threats or harassment to individuals he singles out. Put simply, those involved in the criminal justice process who read and hear the defendants disparaging and inflammatory messages from court personnel to prosecutors to witness to potential jurors may reasonably fear that they could be the next targets of the defendant's attacks. And because of that, the special counsel wants Judge Chutkin to issue an order restricting Trump from making certain comments. The special counsel, they've really laid out a number of social media posts and comments from Trump over recent weeks that have targeted not only the special counsel Jack Smith, but also former Vice President Mike Pence, and even an attorney, a prosecutor on Jack Smith's team. So now Judge Chutkin, uh, she has to make that determination. She already ordered Trump to refrain from disparaging comments. That was during his arraignment. But now the special counsel does want the judge to issue this official order in writing prohibiting Trump from naming witnesses, making statements about them, or really making any statements about anyone, including attorneys and maybe even potential jurors that are disparaging or intimidating. And this is significant. Uh, it's a significant request from the special counsel because even though the judge had warned Trump once, this is really asking the judge to make this order ironclad against Trump, and there could be repercussions if he violates this order. All right, Jessica Schneider, uh, thank you so much. With me now to talk more about all of this is Shan Wu. He is a former federal prosecutor and a defense attorney. Uh, Shan, great to see you. So that's an interesting point. I mean, Jessica made the, the, the warning has already come verbally. So if, say, you know, Chutkin decides to put it in writing, how different would such a gag order or warning be? Well, it's an important foundation that the prosecution's been laying, and uh, they have been alert, you know, to this from the beginning, of course, given Trump's pattern of behavior. Uh, if she adopts this and basically gives them some sort of a more formal warning, putting it in writing what the conditions are, then uh, when he violates it, and I think it's a question of when, um, it's really going to be a question of what sanctions is she going to impose. Uh, with a regular defendant, you might expect uh, contempt, uh, even obstruction, tampering, you know, maybe facing being held. Uh, of course, there could also be financial uh, sanctions, which might be a little bit easier to manage than trying to actually hold him in jail temporarily. But that foundation is being set here, and uh, there are some difficulties with the First Amendment argument 
uh, and how to prove that he's violating it. And her wording is going to have to be uh, very, very clear, mm -hmm. very careful. So how long might she take before she would actually construct, if, if she does, you know, take up um, the suggestion by, you know, Jack Smith to do so, how long would she take before she actually were to construct, you know, a warning? Uh, I don't think it would take her very long to do that. Uh, the arguments are pretty clear on both sides. Uh, it's, it's more of a factual question in some ways than legal because Trump has taken this position of making his uh, legal defense and his political uh, arguments one and the same. They're indistinguishable at this point. So that's why he's able to argue this is all a First Amendment issue. It's not too hard for her to verbally um, make a distinction, which is mm -hmm. you can proclaim innocence all you want, but you can't involve individual people. Whether it's by name or not doesn't matter. You can't say the judge, anyone speaking out against me, witnesses, Pence. That should be the bright line uh, for her to draw. And the line's not that tough to draw, um, but whether he can mm -hmm. adhere to it is a big question. And who would enforce it? Uh, well, the prosecution would bring to the court's attention that there's been a further violation, and then the court would be actually the one to enforce it uh, in terms of the conditions. Now, the prosecution could have the option of adding additional charges for witness intimidation or, or tampering, so that's mm -hmm. one possibility, too. Mm, okay. So so this isn't the only court, you know, that's that has tried to or would try to limit, you know, what uh, Trump says about the case. Um, one of the very clear, you know, conditions of Trump's release on bond in Georgia specifically says Trump must, I'm quoting now, perform no act to intimidate any co-defendant or witness in the case or to otherwise obstruct the administration of justice. Uh, additionally, he must make no direct or indirect threat of any nature against any co-defendant uh, witnesses. Trump actually signed that document. So in, in that case, what would be the ramifications or punishments if he were to violate that agreement? Uh, that would be the same uh, menu of options, tough options for the judge. Uh, you could have some type of sanctions. Uh, you could change the release conditions for him. And the prosecution could add to the charges. Um, again, this is a matter of interpretation. When you say intimidate or harass, he will argue the fact that he's proclaiming the entire case to be rigged against him doesn't constitute intimidation or harassment, even though it may have that effect. But when he starts to go after individual people, certainly if he were to name anybody, uh, then he's going to cross that line pretty easily. Hmm. And in that Georgia case, uh, this week a judge decided two of the 19 defendants in that election interference case can be tried next month, or cases, you know, being um, severed from the, the, the bulk uh, of the um, co-defendants or co-conspirators, alleged co-conspirators, uh, Trump and the other 16 defendants, you know, won't face trials until next year, potentially. So how might this upcoming trial, which is really a matter of weeks away, right, impact potentially the cases against Trump and other um, defendants, co alleged co-conspirators, et cetera? Uh, it's a chance for both sides, Frederica, to do a dry run here before they get to the really big fish. Uh, generally, something like this better for the defense because they get to preview the government's case. They get to see how well it plays to the jury, what sorts of legal defenses um, get more traction. So it's an advantage for the defense to get it played out, not to mention, obviously, for the later defendants, you know, delay is always a helpful thing when you're defending the case. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Shan Wu, great to see you. Thanks so much. Good to see you. All right.